0: Welcome to episode 12 of Yes, You're a Writer. I'm Ariel. With me as always is author Joe Whittemore. Hi, Joe. Hey, Ariel. So the final countdown comes to mind yes. in this category.
1: Yes. The final countdown. <laughs> because this week we are talking about the final showdown, or aka the final conflict of your story. And this is going to happen after that aha moment where the character realizes, Wait a minute. I had the power in me to go back to Kansas all along. <laughs> so this is what this is gonna be about. and um, I wanted to talk about a few points and Ariel, you I, I always value your opinion on these things and because I actually had a question for you. well we'll get to that. Oh, wow. what you think okay. of something? Wow. Um, so w- when we're talking about that um, that final showdown, and it doesn't have to be something super dramatic like you know people battling on a- the edge of a cliff because you may be writing about high school. Mm -hmm. Or you may be writing about junior high. So it could be something as simple as a science fair, right? Or it could be something as simple as a sports competition. Mm -hmm. Or it could be two people battling over the love of a third.
0: Okay, yeah. But
1: these are all, I mean, these are all examples of the final showdown of what's going to happen. And so something you always have to remember with these is it must always be a fair or even fight from the protagonist's point of view. Okay. Right, because if it's too easy for them to win,
0: yeah, then it's kind of boring. Right. Yeah.
1: So when you're thinking of like epic battle scenes that you're having, if you have an army of thousands going against this one evil warlord, then it's not a fair fight. Uh So in your now, in the antagonist's eyes, you know that they, they never fight fair. They rarely, I should say they rarely fight fair. <laughs> sure, They're sure. Not, unless you're the Red Baron, you're not big <laughs> on good sportsmanship. So the antagonist, that that is a completely different role. The antagonist may completely fight unfairly, and they may kill your mother, and they may send hordes of minions after you. Okay. Right? But from the protagonist's point of view, they have to fight fair, and it has to be a fairly equal fight with the antagonist, the way they see it. And this can happen... On any turf, right? It can happen, and that's something you want to think about when you're writing your story, is do you want this to happen on neutral turf? Do you want it to happen with home advantage, or do you want to have it, you know, say in in your main character's town, if it's, you know, something fighting against someone that's going to raid the town? Do you want them to be at home when it happens so they're fighting to protect their home or they're just waiting for the enemy to come? Or do you want them to go after the enemy?
0: Okay. Or the turf of the mind, whoa anyway
1: yeah no but but those are so those are things to think about because it it does affect how your story is going to play out because if you do the home advantage Mm -hmm. of course you have that home advantage and so you can't have unless you're going up against a very hardy adversary it's kind of an unfit and again I'm saying this because for good writing purposes, it's kind of unfair to have a protagonist with lots of backup fighting in their home territory.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, all, it's about having enough, about it being a fair fight, because you want the reader almost to like feel like the, the, the battle has meaning.
1: Right, and exactly. And it's not
0: very meaningful if, if it's easy one way or another, if the other, if the protagonist is going to get crushed, or if they're going to crush the antagonist. It's like, well, that was quick. Exactly, and so
1: something like an example that comes to mind is the Thirteenth Warrior. Okay, I'm revisiting that. I'm going back to that. Well, I'm gonna, and I know that's a movie. Maybe, perhaps it was a book. It's based on a
0: book by Michael Crichton called Eaters of the Dead.
1: Look at you, yeah, so smart. Anyway,
0: I think uh, I think think universally people consider the book much better than the movie.
1: Oh, good. Okay, I, I, I apologize, readers and writers out there. I. Did not read that book. I've just seen the movie, but I, the I, movie
0: is a character and a patina all its own. Okay,
1: well, I'm going to give an example from the movie, but in, in the movie, um, right there. And I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for you, but oh my god, seriously, it's pretty old. movie. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie or read the book yet, it's been it's been years. Get on it, folks. Anyway, so at the end of the story, the final showdown is they're waiting for this quote-unquote monster. Mm-hmm. Right, and it it turns out to just be a swarm of you know bad guys with torches, uh-huh. and so they decide to stand their ground where they are and let the bad guys come to them because they're outnumbered vastly, mm-hmm. and so that's one of those places where you would have the home advantage is when you know that you need you need it desperately and you need them to come to you. You can't go and fight them. Right. I mean, I think at one point they did go and investigate. Right.
0: Maybe yeah, it's been a while.
1: Right, but they did in the end they brought the fight to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. for sure.
1: Right, so that's something to think about. And then if you're going to, say, the enemy's territory, it needs, to, again, it needs to be something where it's going to be a fair fight, where it's not, you know, some old man sleeping in his bed and you just go and stab him in the night. And then that's the end of the story. <laughs> it has to be something where your protagonist is going to have a challenge on someone else's turf right? that they can overcome, but... It it needs to pose a little bit of a challenge so it's not too easy for them to go up against the uh, antagonist. So I also want to talk about the different types of showdowns you can have. Because you can have a solo showdown where it's just your main character going to face the antagonist or a slew of antagonists alone. Mm -hmm. Or it can be a group thing, like they have a posse. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or
1: the Avengers, or like, you know, or they have a team with them.
0: Yeah, Magnificent Seven, or whatever it might be.
1: Right. They have a team with them, and they're going to face the antagonist, AKA antagonist, many. And so there are different advantages and disadvantages for each of those. So, one of the advantages of going solo, for example, is you don't have to worry about friendly casualties. You don't have to worry about people that you love dying in battle for you. Yeah,
0: it's true. Right?
1: If you go alone, if you die, eh, the story's over, it's bad. But. At least, no one you love died along the way. Because a lot of stories, a lot of epic stories, where there's groups of people involved fighting for good, a lot of people gonna die.
0: Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of beloved <laughs> characters
1: gonna die. <laughs> you
0: know, the way of looking at it is, well, the sure is a lot of fodder lying around here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So that's one of the advantages of a solo showdown. Another advantage is your main character gets that triumph of defeating the adversary on their own. Right. Mm-hmm. Because. It wasn't something where they had to have a team of friends, again, and we're, this is again going back to that fair, even fight. Uh-huh. So they were able to triumph on their own, and they get more of that "Yes, I could do. I beat this person" feeling. Mm-hmm. And it also has to do with um, the growth, character growth oh, sure. that they get when they defeat the adversary on their own, right? Because if you had to have people help you, you don't get to, you don't get the feeling deep inside as much. Yeah. Of of I did this on my own and look, you know, look how I've grown as a person versus having a whole team of people yeah. and oh, that was easy.
0: Right, right. I mean, I I don't want to jump ahead because maybe you'll mention this later, but yeah. it's definitely more personal to the protagonist when they're on their own. Right, I mean, it's right. It's sort of a tautology to say that, but no, if you want to, if the if the context of your story is a very personal conflict, exactly, then then the solo makes a lot of sense and they also as in, in turn have a lot of this growth that you just talked exactly. about
1: exactly that's very very wise of you <laughs> and there are also a disadvantages of having a solo showdown um for example you're solo
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> right so if something goes wrong it's there's nothing nobody else you can rely yeah, on once No safety you, numbers yeah. right <laughs> so once the dagger gets kicked out of your hand, you're you gotta find another way to bring this guy down because you don't have someone going here's a backup dagger. You know <laughs> you gotta fight them on your own. So you and you can't rely on other people for advice. It's, it's all up to you. And so that's something you have to think about with your main character. Is my main character independent and strong enough and it, to be? And that could be part of their character growth as well. Is that all this time they've been relying on other people mm-hmm. and letting other people fight their battles, and finally they're willing to t- you know to take it on themselves and say, okay, look, I'm gonna fight my own battle. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And so that could be part of the character growth. There you go. And then uh, with solo, the conflict can only last so long, right? Because it's just one person. So when you have multiple parties being involved in a showdown, then you can it can it can can, I won't say drag out because that makes it sound like it's boring, (laughs) but you can um, expand.
0: Okay. Yeah. On
1: the story for a little bit longer because you're going to have all the, you're going to have multiple characters and what they're going through and the fights they're dealing and I I hate to keep going again I go back to the Harry Potter well so much I love <laughs> you do? I love it's that
0: a, kind of amazing I know I love that series it's, it's pretty rich I mean it's got a lot of examples that you can pull from pretty readily everybody knows yeah. it too so it's an easy reference
1: or you know the I you know what Philip Pullman too okay right because there was the 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 epic battles between uh-huh. um, did you ever read those series? Nope. Okay. So there's the Amber Spyglass and the Golden Compass. So in one of the battles, it's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's massive battle. It's, it's this guy in a hot air balloon. I don't know why. And his rabbit friend, I guess, was sure. one of the things, and then the polar bear and, you know, the girl and Lyra. And anyway, so you have all these people and it, it makes it, it makes it more epic. Mm-hmm. To have so many parties involved because you get to see from this, you know, what this person is doing in their battle, what this other person is doing, who they're fighting, what's happening, how they're doing. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, one of the disadvantages of Solo is you don't get to see that. You just get to see the one person. And there will be a little back and forth because there always is with a final showdown. Mm-hmm. A little back and forth. Main character loses a little bit, you know, comes rallies a little bit, loses a little bit, and then finally they do that KO you know? <laughs> sure. And they win. So, um, and then let's talk about the advantages and disadvantages of group. Okay. Versus, <laughs> I like that. Anyway, okay. So, it, some of the advantages um, are that you have various resources at your disposal. Makes right? sense. Yeah, yeah. So, if yeah. you've got a team of people, for example, you could have the brain. You know, you could have the acrobat. You so, can have
0: the yellow ranger, the black ranger, <laughs> the blue ranger, anyway.
1: exact pink ranger, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you can have, you have all these other resources at your disposal, right? You have your smart friend, you have your, you know... All I can think of is smart people. You have a smart
0: friend, and that's all you need.
1: That's <laughs> it's all you need is a smart friend. friend. <laughs> no, yeah, you, have... no, you
0: have the I mean you have the leader, you have you have the person that's maybe more you, hell, go to the Ninja Turtles. You got the technical guy, the yeah. leader guy, the fun, loving, creative guy, there the, you go. the the more kind of like Party sh- dude. Part, yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> Michelangelo.
0: Yeah. You know, Raphael is tough, but he's cool, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
1: <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, So yeah, you get those various resources and you get to see, and if you've, it's kind of one of those fun things, especially like, um, in movies and and such like the Avengers or X-Men movies where you get to see all the characters, you know, that final showdown, they bring all their powers to the table and they're like, watch this. Ah, you know, Yeah. do you know what happens to a toad when it gets hit by lightning or
0: whatever? Yeah. That happens in the original X-Men. Yeah.
1: It was a horrible line. (laughs) Terrible line. Anyway. So you get, but you get to see all of your main characters and your secondary characters, you get to see them, you know, pull out all the stops and do do their best battling, quote unquote battling. Um, Another advantage is that you get to drive home that friendship, family, teamwork angle, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And this can be, again, a little character growth situation where your main character has always been an independent and a solo and they've always done things by themselves. And so that could be one of their main problems is you know I don't need anybody I can face this on my own and they keep trying to face something on their own and it's too big for them yeah and so they have to realize they do need help and then that's when the super friends <laughs> sure yeah, yeah no but that's when their you know their friends or their family or whoever their team is comes in to help them and they you know and so it's a group effort and they realize okay I really do need other people I get by with little help from my friends so to speak <laughs> and you also get again you get the more epic final conflict. Yeah, When you have the friends. But disadvantage is that you can have too many cooks in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot going on. You really have to juggle a lot of moving pieces to get that to work.
1: Right. And not only that, but you have different opinions. So you can have a bunch of people think, this is how is this going to work. No, we can make it work this way. If we do this, it'll work.
0: Yeah, like the different characters are trying to
1: plot
0: the the, the, uh, approach.
1: Yeah, and you have people running in five different directions. Uh, I'm going to quote another movie here. I, I do read books. I do. <laughs> I do read books. But it's it's so hard to find books that I can I know everyone out there has has read. Um but I've, I know everyone has seen um Beverly Hills Ninja. So oh, wow. I'm gonna reference that. But anyway, so um Haru, played by Chris Farley, is fighting alongside his brother, played by
0: You mean uh, Robin Show, like they Thank they, they, yeah, you. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, played yeah. Robin Show?
0: Yeah, S H O U.
1: Okay so played by Robin Show and he's you know Chris Farley's trying to help his brother fight and he keeps kind of you know knocking his brother around and hitting him with things and his brother's like I've got this go save the girl uh huh right which you know the girl can save herself come on come on yeah come on Hollywood anyway seriously but and that's one of those examples of there were too many you know it's like there's too many cooks right there because there's yeah. one guy he can fight he's you know he's a martial arts bad arse I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to curse he's a family bad family friendly ar- here. yeah he's a bad arse Um, and he's, he's, but his brother is kind of ruining things for him by stepping in. And so that's too many cooks. And so that can be a disadvantage of having a group going up against an antagonist.
0: Yeah. I mean, it has to be harmonious. I think that's another way of saying what you said, actually, like that the pieces have to work in conjunction with each other properly. Exactly. If they're all kind of interfering with each other, then progress doesn't get made.
1: Exactly. Okay. And something else you need to think about when you're writing this final showdown is that there must always be a sacrifice from your main character. Right, whether it's going to be an emotional, a mental, or a physical sacrifice. They're going to have to either they're going to get beat up or they're going to have to part with something that they've been holding onto for way too long and they finally have to give it up and say, okay, I'm willing to let this go. They're going to have to sacrifice something to win this final battle. And that's something that they're going to realize throughout the course of the story, throughout their journey. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to come to them. And then it's going to be, whatever it is, it's going to be a surprise to the antagonist. I know that sounds like a no-brainer. It's like, of course, the antagonist doesn't know if about it. They knew it.
0: about it. Well, they'd be right. prepared for it. Yeah.
1: But think about it. It, it, it. Whatever you're planning to, you know, have in your in your back pocket for your main character, it needs to be something that is not going to be obvious to the antagonist. Because for the most part, we're hoping your antagonist is at least a little bit intelligent. If they're worthy of fighting your protagonist, right? Makes sense. Yeah. So there needs to be something that they wouldn't see coming, and they go, oh you had that screwdriver all this time. <laughs> you you can unscrew the you know TV. and The,
0: the panel to <laughs> my death blimp.
1: Yeah. I mean. <laughs> she like... liked that one. <laughs> I did. Because I, I love the idea of a death blimp.
0: Hey, you know, regular blimps regular bimps just won't do. Okay,
1: so those are some things to think about again. You must always have a sacrifice from your main character be it mental, emotional, physical, maybe all three of those mm-hmm. things. Um, it always has to be something, the solution must be something they learn throughout that aha moment, they, they learn throughout the course of that story. Because if they knew it before the story started, then they wouldn't be in this predicament. And the solution must be a surprise to the antagonist. They must not have expected this to come. And now here's the question that I had for you.
0: Oh, wow, I forgot. I was that was I'm in the hot seat. All right. Yeah,
1: okay, so this is something I believe, but I want to see if, if you think, based on what you've read, something different. So I believe that a main character must stay true or be kept true by someone to who they are.
0: Yeah, that, I mean...
1: In that final showdown.
0: I mean, isn't it... I mean, that, That's part of the way you... It'd be weird to kind of create this character and have them go through this journey and then have the solution or the growth aspect of the resolution of this battle... And the key to the winning the battle be something that's entirely alien to who they are. It's like, you know, you, you've you been a, a, I don't know, a judo person all along. <laughs> it turns out all you need to do is shoot the guy in the face. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work, right? It doesn't, I mean, I, I don't see how I could disagree with what you just said. I mean, in, in other words, I fully agree. Okay. Like It just seems like. You can't go against the character at this point and who they are.
1: Well, and I was trying to play devil's advocate here and think of some example of of how that would, you know, for example, if you're writing a series Uh and you have that main character maybe turn a little dark Uh to get what they want. Like, oh gosh, like I I hate to mention the Star Wars prequel movies, because gosh, (laughs) yuck. But, you know, Anakin turned dark. Yeah. Right? And he was...
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think fundamentally, though, that was supposed to be who he was all along True. or a part of him all along. True. They just did a really bad idea, a yeah. really, bad, they, they really bad job at, at, at many, portraying that. many, things
1: that. in that <laughs> prequel series. Anyway, okay.
0: Cool. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. Where can people find more of your stuff?
1: They you can go to the website, which is Uh You can see my books there. And you can also link to our podcast there, and you can hear past episodes. And you can also see different writing resources that I have available. And, Ariel, if people have questions or comments about the podcast or about writing in general, where can they email us?
0: Email us at yyawpod, that's yyawpod, at gmail.com. Please, also, if you're interested, send us your favorite quote from the year 2000 movie X-Men.
1: Yes. Yes, right. please do so.
0: Anyway, thanks, everybody.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.